Hello world, today's chin rag was brought to you by Three Moons. Three Moons creates beautiful soya candles that I burn every single day. In my house, in my bedroom, in the studio, there's one burning right in front of me right now. They also create handmade macrame wall hangings. These things are phenomenal. Just the amount of work that's involved in, in creating one of these things is mind blowing. You can find Three Moons on Facebook and Instagram. That's a numeral three moons. Anyway, today on the show I had a chinwag with Katie and her freaky ass doll from Katie Harvey's Paranormal Experiences. We talked about ghosts, the paranormal, and some unhealthy obsessions that she's encountered. Also, Toya joined me today. She said there's no way she was going to miss out on this one. You can find Katie at Katie Harvey's Paranormal Experiences on Facebook. And I hope you enjoy the show. Can you tell me about this first? Yeah, first up, how about that? <laughs> okay, so this is my most recent doll that's been given to me. I have, I think I have about 10 spirit dolls now. So they are dolls that I have actually physically worked with and got evidence, physical evidence from as being possessed, I guess you could say, like Annabelle. Um, she's my most recent. I say she because everybody looks at her as being a baby girl. Um, She's the most recent one. And it's a very, very interesting doll, this one, because females want to pick it up and nurture and love it and everything else, but males are very wary of it. Yeah. I can't say I want to touch it. (laughs) No. Most do, but um, they very quickly pick it up and go, "Mm." Mm -hmm. Now, I I actually have a lot of physical stuff happen with that doll. Um, I keep them out in my garage until I know what's associated or what's attached to them. So I keep them out there and they're bound by crystals and different things so that they can't sort of run havoc through the house. But this one, every time this one is on... Is anybody bumping the table? I was thinking that before. I'm like, I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Um, This one, when she's not bound... All sorts of stuff happens. Um, we were actually doing an investigation at my house one night because my house is so haunted. It's cross price. Mm-hmm. Take home. Um, That's anyway. one of the questions I've got to ask you. So yeah, she's... We, we live one street away from each other and they're just as active as each other. Wow. Full on. But she, we actually communicated <clears throat> with the spirit inside the house with our equipment and the next thing out in the garage where she was, I have a bookcase and I had like a big two-litre bottles of degreaser and stuff like that sitting on there had been there for months and all of a sudden, boom, off the top of the, off the, top of the bookcase. And it's she all was, caught on camera. We've got the whole lot on, on film. She was sitting yeah. on the bookcase beside all of that. Great. And it just went flying and we went, yeah, okay, she's made herself known, but lots of other stuff. Yeah. Lots of other stuff with that one. So... I've got, I could tell you some really cool stories about my dolls. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, oh. One of my dolls actually comes from over in America. Right. So you know Zach Baggins? No. 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 Okay, well, he's massive throughout the world. Okay. Um, he's got all the TV shows, Ghost Adventures and stuff like that. Okay. But he's got a, a museum. It's a... A haunted museum. Yeah. And he has a whole heap of stuff in there that's um, possessed and hexed and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, he's got a doll which is called Peggy the Doll. Now, if you Google Peggy the Doll, you'll see this doll is not 
nice and it's it's pretty horrid actually. <laughs> um, so one of the dolls that I've got at home, they were actually in the same house. This one? Not this one. Oh, okay. The ones at home. Oh, okay. Um, so Peggy the doll and this other particular doll I've got uh-huh. were housed in the same house. So a lot of people say there's connections. There can be connections. Is that yeah. her? Yeah. Oh, dear. Mm. <laughs> you should read what happens to people. Yeah, okay. I've, yeah. Ri- I've written it down so I can yeah, absolutely we'll definitely I will look be into looking that. In. So, yeah, we have that doll that's associated with her. I've got another doll from the UK. Um, uh, she came out of one of the castles. Um, oh, I've got most of my dolls are from overseas. And people just contact me and go, we had a doll before her. Now, it was the tiniest little doll, very sweet-looking doll. And one of my page members, actually, she said to me, I've bought a haunted doll on eBay. She said, but I'm getting really not a good feeling already. I think she's scared herself shitless, to be honest. She said, can you take the doll before it gets here? And I went, well, yeah, but you can bring it over. Anyway, this doll was seriously, seriously possessed. Evil. Really wow. bad. That doll is now in the Anglican church in Ipswich. Really? Yes. Why did why is it dolls? Yeah, I was about get... to ask that. Why is it dolls? <laughs> One of two reasons. Quite often it's a curse. In all these countries they curse the doll with an evil spirit. Uh-huh. Um, the one that's in the church in Ipswich was cursed with an evil spirit. Um, secondly, when a spirit wants to attach to something, they want to attach to something that is, I guess, a human form. So they look at dolls as being that because we humans tend to, I guess, repel them a little bit more. You know, we have a lot of protection put in place, all that sort of stuff. Um, so they take the next best thing, which is a doll form. Um, but it's not just dolls. Anything and everything can have an attachment. Anything at all. You know, it could be a mirror. It could be a photo frame. It could be uh, a brush. All sorts yeah. of stuff. Um, why? I don't personally know. Um, I would love to one day just grab one of the ghosts or spirits and go, hey, I've got a thousand questions, let's have a cup of coffee. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not just the dolls. It's pretty well anything and everything. A bit like houses. Yeah. Okay. If somebody wants to, you know, if they lived in the house and they don't want to let go, they're going to stay there and they're sort of with the house. Yeah. Or the land or whatever it might be. So what is your connection to collecting the dolls? It started off as a fascination okay. more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of like research into that side of the paranormal and I thought, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. Um, and, like, I've had probably 20, 30 dolls over the time and I've just got nothing from them. So, yeah. to me, they're not – there's no attachment, no possession or anything. Yeah. Um, I guess you kind of get to know them. Yeah. I know that sounds really weird, but you do kind of get to know them. They have their own personality. Um, and you know who's doing what in the okay. house. Um, the only time I have my dolls locked up as such is if I'm unsure of them and I get a really off feeling about them, which is this one. Okay. My other dolls, they're um, interesting. They're pretty interesting. They're mischievous more than anything. Um, And I guess that sort of enables me to keep researching and the more I can research on it. Okay. Yeah. 
the more I can offer. So everyone knows about Annabelle. Yep. Is that the worst doll, so to speak? Like, um, I know it's just a. Or is it just bit. one of the most documented? Maybe I think it's one of the most documented. Yeah. I yeah, personally that's... know Lorraine Warren, or did know Lorraine Warren. I worked with her. Wow, um, that's pretty cool. I actually worked for the Warren Legacy Foundation as well, which is now their grandson. Yeah. Um. I think it is purely just the most documented yeah. because there's lots of dolls out there, well-known dolls, that are just as yuck as a yeah. doll. Um, so I think that's sort of why most people... Yeah, well, truth be told, I know about Annabelle because she's in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Prior to that, a lot of people didn't No, I would never have had a yeah. clue. Um, so in saying with this one... You obviously feel okay to bring it to our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like you're like worried about this one, but yeah, bring well, it on. If it had, a, if it had a been <clears throat> more new, I yeah. wouldn't bring it out. Okay. Um, but I've had this doll now for oh, probably six months. It was actually given to me, which is really interesting. It was actually given to me by uh, a girl that works at a childcare centre. Okay. And that was at a childcare center. It was donated. It was donated to the center. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. And they used to find this doll in the most peculiar ways. And they'd come in of the morning and the doll could be head first in the drain with scissors around its neck. Um, it could be, you know, just hanging off something. Just initially they thought, one of the girls was playing a prank. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, over a period of probably, I think, seven months, Tamara said um, they realised that nobody was moving this doll. Um, but what's really interesting, so I'm psychic medium as well, so uh, I read energy. Yeah. And the first time I picked up this doll, I had a vision it just came from nowhere. Yeah. Um, and the vision was that I, I could see an opening in amongst a whole heap of trees and it was just a dirt patch opening and at the back of it there was a river and I just knew that there was a grave. There was Like it didn't have the mound or anything but I knew somebody was buried there and I saw a little boy but then I saw a little girl and I thought, okay, it's like twins. So I didn't sort of pay too much attention to it. But when I put the doll photo up on my page, it was unbelievable the amount of people that got exactly that same feel from it. Wow. That um, there's twins associated with it. There's a boy, there's a girl. Okay. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Personally, I don't know if what is attached to that doll is one of the children or possibly somebody that kills children yeah. or, you know, um, a predator of some kind, I don't get a nice feel okay. on it. Um, I do know that it plays on the maternal part of a female to get closer to mm. children, which is why it would have ended up in the, the childcare. Child yeah. Yeah. But what's really interesting, these marks on it, yeah. um, so they were on, on the doll's head when they got it, so it just looks like sort of kids drawn on it or something. But <laughs> since I've had this doll, and <laughs> you can pick it up Mm-mm. if you want. It feels so lifelike. Just really? Yeah. Uh, um, I might get a photo <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Since I've had the doll, the girl that gave it to me has noticed there's new markings on her. 
and she actually proved it in a photo. The original photo she sent me to a photo recently of her, there's new marks. So that there under the eye wasn't there. Yeah. It's like almost like, for a want of a better word, like a blood dribble out the nose. That wasn't there on the lip wasn't there wow so where they've come from we don't know um so don't don't donate creepy ass dolls to daycare so no. this is this is this is something you donate for a chewy <laughs> yeah. donate chewy to, to a daycare scary. center <laughs> yeah it's just really really um Look, I, f- I find her hand really unsettling. Yes. How it's open like that. Most people do. Okay. Like being a mum. Yeah. The first thing you think of is if you saw that in the baby, it's like almost fear. Yeah, like it's distress. Panic or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I've had a lot of mums say that. Yeah. A lot of them. But the doll's face does change. It does change. That's one of the things that I get to notice. Yeah. With all my dolls being there. They do. I know it's going to sound weird. I know I'm going to sound like a kook, but their facial features change. They yeah. do. You can look at the, a particular doll one day and it can look really happy. Next day it's almost like it's sad. And you're like, really? What? You haven't moved. You haven't changed. Yeah. But they do. Is there anything else, like, different about the situation, like, like the feel in the house when they're upset, so to speak? Yeah. Um. Two dolls that I received together on one night uh, when I was down in Ipswich. Um, <laughs> the girl gave them to me and I put them in the car to come home and I'd just finished doing my tour. It was about 2 o'clock, past 2 in the morning. Now I'm driving home from Ipswich by myself. And the next thing, the radio station starts changing, my lights start flickering, yep, not on my car alarm goes off. <laughs> You name it, it was happening. I'm like, oh, shit, am I going to get home? Is it Rosie and Molly? Rosie, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. I'm in the middle of nowhere. If this car breaks down, dolls are going flying out the door. Oh, yeah. But, um, that was a really interesting situation too because the first three nights that I had those particular dolls home, um, I was out here actually, and um, I had the ensuite door like in my bedroom, obviously. And I got up to go to the loo and my ensuite door was locked. It was completely locked. And I thought, oh, my daughter's in there. So I'm knocking. No one's in there. No light, no nothing. And I thought, you can't. I don't know if you guys have got an ensuite. Mm-hmm. You can only lock it from the inside. Yeah. It was locked. So wow. From the inside. Wow. Um, I had to... Oh, yeah, I had to sort that doll out particularly because <laughs> she was quite mischievous. She's, she still plays up every now and then, but, um, you know, waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning with your bedroom door slamming or hearing somebody run past the door or that sort of stuff, they let you know when they're around. Yeah, right. And was that, like, an aggressive way or just a no. playful? Not really. Some of them are playful, Um other times they are just, it's like they're naughty. Yeah, okay. They're naughty. That's okay. what I put it down to. It's, you know, if they don't get their own way, if they're beside a doll, they don't like, they do things. I couldn't tell you how many times I've gone out and just, you know, one of the dolls will be, all of a sudden will just be knocked off. Um, or just, it's weird. Yeah, it's really, right. really odd. Yeah. The one that um, I had in the car when the car went, played up 
in the door for my ensuite. She's a um, kleptomaniac, <laughs> for the want of a better word. She has a little purse. And she, she steals everything. I, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Really? You would always find stuff in her little bag. Yeah. Really? What? The first time I noticed it, because when I got home, like, I looked at everything, obviously, and the first time I noticed it was probably about two or three months after I had her, and I thought, what's that in her purse? And I opened it up, and there's this tiny, tiny little folded piece of paper, and I thought, what the hell? So I'm folding it out, and it's like, and it's come out, and it's got I love, and it had Molly on it. Now... Little did I know, the next, the doll that came with this particular doll was called Molly. I didn't know that at the time. And it had I Love Molly on it. But the incense sticks, incense coils, anything like that, it's in the bag. Wow. And it's anything that's nearby. So. Wow. And I know, I don't put it there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't put it there. No. Um, So that sort of comes into one of the questions that I was, had to ask you um the this the spirits or is it an energy or is it just like a conscious spirit is it intelligent that some oh, these are intelligent yeah very because they interact yeah um your energies are more like a residual type of thing yeah um so is that like ghosts that you see the spirit what are they called the orbs yeah that's a bit controversial <laughs> yeah. Uh, topic that one orbs um because they they can be many many things definitely they can yeah Um, i I know if you uh having a cigarette and you take a photo of the smoke it looks exactly the same you you can create orbs anywhere anytime yeah um you could sit in this room with the lights off with your phone with a light on your phone and record and you'll start to see orbs because that's dust. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Dust. yeah. yeah. Um, moisture is another good one. Uh-huh. Okay. In my experience in the time that I've been um, researching orbs, um, I prefer to call them light anomalies mm-hmm. because it'll be one and one only. And generally it is something that it does, it's not even that whole round sphere type thing at all. Um, it is generally like a light with a little tail on the end of it and it will actually sort of interact and then it will fizzle out. It usually will go into something or someone. But at that same time, you will get some sort of physical uh, experience happen as well, whether you hear a voice or you capture a photo or, you know, that sort of stuff. It, it doesn't just happen and nothing else happens with it. Um, but, again, as I said, that's my experience. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of people out there that think orbs are everywhere and they're just not. Yeah. Because if that's the case, we're overrun by spirits. Yeah, true. Or people see faces in orbs. Yeah. Yeah, people see faces in toast, though, so. Yeah, there's probably a few faces here right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure, if yeah. we looked. If you looked, I'm sure if we sure. looked. Mm. Um, what's EMF? Electromagnetic field. Yeah, so. Okay, so. Is this a thing or is this like a made-up Hollywood type thing? No, or? it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. It is actually everywhere, but is I mean to do with Is that something you use? That's the question I was after. <laughs> no. No? Yes and no. Okay, so what what we have physically... I'm an experimental person. Yeah. I like to be hands-on and experiment stuff. I don't walk around with a K2 meter because... You're not Sam and Dean? 
No, because there's just so many different things that can interfere with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the electricity in your in your lights yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, your mobile phone. It's an actual thing. Oh no, EMS is an actual thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, towns, for sure. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. The only time that I actually pay attention to EMF spikes is if there is activity happening at the same time, and you will find that. Yeah. So. I like to combine multiple different pieces of equipment um, together. So, you know, we could have a, a spirit box, an SB7, so that's like you're getting your voices through and you're having conversations with that. Um, you know, I like... Is that like that white noise type thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of really old school. I like to have physical activity. I would rather something be moved... Um, hear something, see something, you know, be touched, hit, kicked, whatever, which I have been, um, more so re- than relying on the equipment. It's good to sort of have as a backup. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't rely on it completely. So with the K2 meters, with the EMF, um, generally what I have noticed is that when there is activity, when there is something that's happening that is a possibility, then it spikes. So, you know, we do our tours and all that sort of stuff. We're investigations. We have all the house power, cut, you know, we'll cut the power. Mm-hmm. We'll do all that sort of stuff. So there's no Wi-Fi. There's no nothing. The phones are, um, you know, on airplane mode, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, because that way if we do get a spike with EMF, we generally go, okay, there's other stuff happening as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can walk around with one of those K2 meters, which is just a stud finder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just pick up anything. Yeah. So, yeah. I, it's there. Yeah. It does play a part, but not a very big part. Yeah. I don't the, believe. Yeah, that's why I asked. Because EMF, like I was saying, um, you can go to Bunnings and actually buy an EMF meter yeah. pre-built type thing. Yeah, that's thing, all so. the K2 meter is. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of it, if you have a house or a building that has really high EMF, it can actually cause hallucinations. So people start thinking that there's a lot of paranormal activity going on because it can cause you to be... It's the same as your computers, your microwaves, all that sort of stuff. If you've got really high EMF over a period of time, it can physically make you sick as well as give you hallucinations. So a lot of people, that's the first thing I do. They go, oh, we've got all this stuff happening. Go in and see what EMF readings are. Turn some shit off. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, people don't realise that. Um, And they'll go, oh, yeah, I moved into the house six months ago and five months ago I started getting sick. Four months ago I started seeing spirits, you know, and having a disco in the house or whatever. Um, So, yeah, first thing I do is just check that. Mm-hmm. So, do you go and find ghosts, or are you more of a ghost? Is that even a thing? Like, do you, do you call them ghosts, spirits? Yeah. Um. So, will someone contact you? Most times. And then you go and investigate. Yep. What's happening? Do you go in looking for spirit, or do you try and eliminate before you then? 
it's a, decide it's a spirit. It's exactly that. It's yeah. an elimination process. Yeah. You know, if we went in and go, okay, you know, they're, they're telling us all this activity is happening and we go in and go, oh, yeah, there's probably going to be ghosts in here. I actually prefer to go into locations without knowing too much at all. Okay. Because I think that can hinder your thoughts yeah. on what oh, you're for sure it can. expect, you know. Absolutely. So I'll go in there with very little information and I'll do the whole process of elimination. We'll check the EMF. We'll check, you know, if they say, you know, we, we hear a knock in the wardrobe of little Sally's room or whatever, you know, you go in and you look at that. You look at the structure of the doors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then if you don't find those answers, then we start looking at the possibilities of could it be something else. But I still work on that whole process of I want physical evidence before yeah. I can even say possibly, you mm-hmm. know. Um I think, and I'll probably get hated for this through the whole paranormal field, but I think too many paranormal investigators go in, they do one of two things. They either walk into a house or a building and they will go, oh, my God, there's so many ghosts in here because I can feel it, you know. There's a cold draft. Wow. Mm. The hole on the floor. Mm. Um, Or they go in and really want to debunk everything as well. So you've really got to have a balance of belief and scepticism. Yeah. Because if you go one way or the other, it's not going to be like, you know, the evidence and the experience itself is not going to be real. So I was listening to um, another podcast. It's called Supernatural. And they had an episode where this family moved into a house across the road from a hospital. Yep. Um, she had lots and lots of kids for some reason, like her family's like ne- nephews and nieces. And they they thought some of the rooms were really strange. So they asked about it and they found out it was actually like a more like part of the hospital back mm-hmm. before it was turned into a house. And then from knowing all that information, they started to have odd things happen. Yeah. And they, this lady took like a psychological view on it and said because they knew what it was, then they started believing and thinking that supernatural things were happening. Yeah. Which makes me, like leads me to ask, do you, do you think that happens a lot? If someone knows, oh, yes. this house is haunted, Absolutely. you're just going to believe that it's haunted? Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's why, as I said, like with my team, I prefer us to go in there. Yeah. I tell them very little because it is psychologically, uh, you know, there is a huge part of what we do which is psychological. Um, I couldn't tell you how many times I've gone to investigate people's houses where they've said they've had a demonic haunting yeah. and stuff like that. And the unfortunate part of that is is that I would have to say 98% of those people have a psychological issue. Okay. And it is that. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, in, you know, majority of the time they're so obsessed with the paranormal and um, what's going on in their own world that they create these things in yeah. their head. And an even sadder part of, of what goes on is that there are so many paranormal investigators, psychics, mediums out there that play on that. Oh, 100%. And they put thousands of dollars into these people because they feed that, mm-hmm. you know. Um I just don't. Mm. I don't. You know, if somebody sits there and says to me, and I, and I can get them to that point of where they can say to me, I have a problem, mm-hmm. you know, 
all my friends don't see me anymore. I don't go out anymore. I'm doing this. I take 700 videos a day. I do, you know, 60 plus audio recordings and stuff like that. And I get them to go, yeah, I kind of have a problem. And that's when I just say, okay, you need to go have a chat to your doctor. This okay. is where I end. Yeah. Because to me, you're playing with somebody's mental state. And that's just not, that's not fair. That's not on. They either listen or they tell you to go. Yeah. I was going to say, that would make you somewhat unpopular, would it not? It does. It does. But to me, I'm not going to mess with somebody's head. Definitely. No. No way. Um, You wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I wouldn't be able to. No. But like that whole effect, it makes me think of like when I know I've watched a scary movie and then I go turn lights off to go to bed, I'm freaked out. Even though before I watched the movie, I wasn't. Yeah. All of a sudden, I've, I've got spirits in my house because I watched a movie about it. Yeah. And it makes me wonder how many people do do that in real lots life. And lots and lots of people. Uh, and I think it is because, you know, not the everyday person um, experiences what we experience. Yeah. So we, we put ourselves into these places all the time. Yeah. So we're kind of used to that. Um, so we know that when something is happening in our houses, it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but a lot of everyday people go, oh, my God, that's a different sound. That must be my granduncle, Terry, or whoever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so okay. that starts. It's like a domino effect. And I just keep thinking everything then because it's so – they're opening their senses up. Yeah. And especially if you block out one of your senses. So, you know, most people go, oh, when I went to bed, because it's dark, yeah. no sight, mm-hmm. yeah. the hearing just amplifies. Oh, this is what I heard, you know. So it is – yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, right. So I used to live in a house every and Over here? No, 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 in, no, in, in town. In, in I was town. Gonna say, I lived in town. <laughs> <laughs> no, no in, really? in, in, <laughs> in town, yeah. Um anyways, um I always thought that place was haunted cuz every t- I get up every every single night without fail. I get up and I go to the toilet, get a drink of water. And on the way, it was only ever on the way back to bed, fucking freezing every single night. Yeah. It was fine all the way until I was walking up the hallway back to bed and it was freezing cold. Never thought anything of it because I was young, didn't, didn't yeah. think anything of it. Um, and my dad and my youngest sister who was – maybe two maybe three at the time um they came down and they stayed like and she was upset and woke dad up and she stopped crying and was talking to someone (laughs) and dad reckon swears that he could feel someone at the end of the bed yeah and that sort of freaked me the fuck out because yeah (laughs) i never felt it like every time i felt it after that because i lived there for another six months or so and still same thing every single night and it never felt good yeah like it never felt good but for whatever reason this spirit ghost whatever sort of liked my little baby sister look i hear that a lot a lot. Kids are the most, you know, I can tell you how many mums contact the page, go, oh, my daughter's talking to somebody that we can't see or, you know, they're standing there laughing and joking and following them around or they're scared of the man they see in the, the kitchen or, you know, that sort of thing. We, we've always said, you know, we've told the kids, you fucking start fucking talking to someone, we're out, you're on your own. But see, our, our kids have done and said some strange things as well. And, like, to be honest, we're not 
I don't know, we're not massive believers, like, mm. but some of the things they've said have really just... Yeah, they just play with them. Yeah. Blow your mind, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, and things that they shouldn't know that they've said and, yeah. yeah. See, a lot of it too, with kids, they're so impressionable. Um, if they learn very quickly that they can get attention off mum and dad from something, mm. especially if it's a ghost... They're going to carry that story, and they're going to they keep playing that you know that yeah. card constantly because, and it's amazing the stories they can bring bring out. Yeah, oh for sure. Um, you know, I always say, oh, I know with my kids, you know, growing up and some of the things they'd say, I'd go, oh, okay, cool. Mm. You know, I would never put words into their mouth. No, no, never feed the story on or anything yeah. like that. And. You know, they just sort of took it with a grain of salt. But a lot of parents will go, oh, my God, did the lady look like this? Yeah, and pull out a picture and be like, yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. of course the kids go, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so they go, oh, my God, mum's giving me attention. Yay. I think that's one of the reasons why we were really taken aback because they were like all one-offs. Yeah. So it was and it, just was yeah. it yeah. the eldest boy, he drew a picture Mm. So he was in prep and yeah. we were going through, it was like end of school, you know, how they bring all their books back. And I'm like, oh, I'll flick through and see what he's done. And he had drawn a picture of our, family. of our family and it had us, him, his brother and a sister. Wow. And now, um, no, I was, I think I was actually pregnant and didn't know. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just on the cusp, yeah. Yeah. But we didn't know. Either way, we didn't know. And we, we I was booked in for a vasectomy. So we were not having kids. (laughs) But it was just, and it wasn't just like he drew someone else. It was just sister. She didn't have a name. So just new. Yeah. Just new. And um, what else has he done? He he said a few things that I've been thinking and he'll repeat them. Sounds like you've got a little bit of a psychic Mm. in your hands. Yes. But Ryder, so our middle boy, he was, I had an auntie pass away. And while we were cleaning out her house, the kids weren't there. Um, And my grandma found a gift bag for Jack for his birthday, which is our oldest boy. Mm -hmm. So she obviously gave it to me. I took it home and it was a blanket and... I don't know. I can't. It's like a toy. So I gave him the toy, but I was just like, oh, I don't want to give you the blanket in case you wreck it. (laughs) So we've put it on top top of the cupboard. Completely forgot about it. Ryder was not even... Neither of the boys knew about the blanket either. Mm. Because Toya didn't want him to wreck (laughs) it. I was like, I'll give you that one. Um, Anyway, Ryder was not even two when she passed away. And it had to be like six months, six or eight months. And I'd, I'd literally forgotten the blank was in the cupboard. And one night Ryder, so just over the age of two, was just like, I want Nettie. And he said her name and he like, mm. it's not like we don't talk about her, but I wouldn't say really, I wouldn't talk to the kids, especially Ryder about it. Yeah. And he's like, I want Nettie. And I was like, um, yes. I'm freaked out. I'm like, cool, Jai. And it's like, can you please just tell me what he's saying? Cause surely he isn't saying I want Nettie. And yep. He was saying, <laughs> yeah, I want Nettie. I'm just like, oh, mate, what do you mean? I don't really understand. Mm. Like, I didn't want to say, are you seeing someone? Cause I didn't yeah. want to know that. Yes. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what you mean, mate. And he ended up saying the blanket. I want the blanket. And I'm like, well, mate, you've got a blanket on. What's, what's going on? And he goes, the blanket in the cupboard. And I, then it clicked and like Nettie's blanket. I was like, surely not. How's this two-year-old who wouldn't remember who she was know about the blanket that we'd all forgotten about? And every night since he's slept with Nettie wow. and he's now five. 
Yeah. Nearly six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would he know that? <laughs> Kids are more susceptible. Oh, yeah. It, it, that one. Yeah. See, everybody, everybody has the ability to be psychic. Yeah. Absolutely, everybody. Yeah. It's based on intuition. Um, and some just are able to fine tune that more. Yeah. They're open to um, not just their own senses and awareness, but everybody else's. Um, you know, I could start this whole conversation because I, I work with energy as well. Yeah. And that's all it comes down to. It's all energy. Everything's energy. So do kids pick it up a bit easier because they haven't learnt this is bullshit, that's yeah, not? absolutely. Okay. They don't have the crap in their heads that we Yeah. Do. You know, we get up. From the time we get up, we've got 4 million things rolling through our brain every day, so we miss everything around us. Most adults these days, they look at this. Kids look at everything else but this. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, if they're going through life and we're going, seriously, I've told you a thousand times, pick it up, don't walk over it. Yeah. They're not looking at that. They're like, oh, my God, look at that dust bunny or whatever. Yeah. You know, so they're seeing everything else but what we see. Okay. Um, that makes so much sense. A lot of, a lot of the way kids, I guess, are raised is very much, you know, you just, that's rubbish. Go sound real. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing, you know. Oh, yeah. Mum, I just saw this person. No, it's just nothing, you know. So they do. They shut it off and block it out. Yeah. And become like adults. And I'm I'm willing to say that's me because I'm I don't want to get scared unless like if you think it's nothing I think it's nothing everyone thinks it's nothing <laughs> I was like no no you see no one over there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay, nobody touched the table saying oh. that was a doll falling down it's fine okay. it's fine nobody touched that table man um interesting we're talking about kids <laughs> um. I'm fine. It's Sorry, fine. See, it's all good. Um, <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, but I mean, that's 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 typically the main reason behind why kids see and experience so much as well. Yeah, because they're open to the world. They really are. They're not tainted. They don't have their brains shut off like we do. We're just you, you only got to look at back. You know, your different ages, and you know, you know, at eight you could have been like really creative, and then by the time you're fourteen, it's like, yeah, it's just yeah. all about boys' music, whatever. Yeah. So we just shut yeah. them off gradually. So and listen to them. And so do you think that's why we have people like yourself? Have you learned to – was it always there or did you learn to unblock? I learned to unblock it. Okay. Lots and lots of things um, can block you, um, you know, using your intuition and your energy. A lot of people think that, Everybody can be a medium. So a medium is somebody that channels or communicates with spirit. Okay. It's just not the case. Okay. It's not the case. Not everybody can be that way. Yeah. Um, but as far as being psychic, as I said, that's just based on intuition and energy feel. We can all do that. We can walk into a room and go, oh, my mum feels like a dick. I'm not going near him. Yeah. You know, or go, oh, my God, she's got a really warm, welcoming feel about her. You know, yeah. that's energy. Yeah. So that's feel. I think yeah. most people, I don't think most people actually do do that. So it's not something new. Yeah. It's not some big witchy thing that people mm. think it is. It is very much that. It's the same as, um, you know, ghost spirits, whatever you want to call them. You know, the physical body dies. The physical vessel dies. But our soul or our energy or our spirit or whatever it is, it is energy. It is who we are. So why can't we 
still be around to communicate, you know? Yeah. That's, that's my thought behind it. As I said, I've never sat down with one of them and said, hey, give me questions. Yeah. Yeah. These questions. I will one day. But, yeah, I mean, that's my... When you do, get them in for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you do to get rid of, like, bad energies that want to follow you home, basically? Oh, does that happen? I'm assuming okay. it does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, they do. Um, again, this is a very controversial controversial type of topic um, because a lot of people go, oh, we'll get out the sage stick. Uh-huh. We'll get out the smudging stick. And we're going to do that and it's going to make everything wonderful. No, that's not. Um, sage or smoking or smudging was done to basically remove negative energy. So just energy. So just the feel of a place. Um, again, is that based on if I'm told it's going to remove it, is it going to remove it sort of thing? So it plays with the psychological side of things. Well, they actually use a, <laughs> a type of sage um, that's mild hallucinogenic yes. as well. So exactly. could have something to do with it. Exactly. Let's feel good today. That <laughs> negative energy has gone out the door. Um, look. A lot of it comes down to intention. Mm. Yeah. I'm a big believer that, um, you know, I like to place protection on myself. Yeah. Um, not everybody wants to do that. I use crystals. Um, I think what it comes down to is whatever your faith in, your faith is in, whether that be Jesus crystals, um, you know, slugs, whatever, if you place a belief that that is going to protect you, it will protect you, mm-hmm. purely because it's intention. Yeah. You're putting it out there that I'm safe, so everything's going to be good. It mm. doesn't always work that way. It just doesn't because the, you know. People wouldn't get hit by cars if it did. Absolutely correct. Absolutely. Um, and it's the same as the spirits. You can never, ever say and they're not going to follow you home, they're not going to attach to you um, if they do, you know. I'm a big believer in I don't taunt the spirits. I, I treat them with respect um, as I would a, a living person. But if I have one there that's just not leaving me alone, then I get pretty stern. Yeah. I'll let the fuck off or whatever. Get out of my space. Get out of my house. Yeah. And I had exactly that experience when I moved into town. Um, yeah, okay. You know, there was... There was, there was something or someone in that house that when I first moved in there did not want me there, pure and simple. Um, the second day that I was there, I was having a shower in the morning and this neat, classic movie scenario it was like, really? Mm-hmm. Is this real? You know, I'm in the shower and it's all steamed up and it's like, go. Perfect cursive. And like not done with a fingertip. It was like it was absolutely 100% perfect and I went, come on. You know, so I said to the kids, did either of you do this? Nah. Well, my son's like, well, let's shoot mom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fair enough. And I just said, look, I'm not going. This is my house. I'm staying here. And over a period of probably two weeks, there was a whole heap of stuff happening. And the final straw, <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I was coming from the laundry because my garage goes into the laundry. From the laundry, it goes into the kitchen. There's a door. So I walked in, shut the door. I'd got to probably from here to the doorway away and then just hell of a bang on the door. It was like someone just kicked the door. Mm. And I just spun around. I said, 
I won't say it on here. But yeah, go if you, go if you like, you can. <laughs> no, you can. No, my page members will know me too well. <laughs> um, yeah, I basically just went, you know, F off. This is my house. I'm not leaving. You can stay if you want, but stop this shit right now or I will remove you. I haven't had issues since. <laughs> but it was. It was like yeah. I shut the door. It wasn't a windy day. I shut the door. It was an internal door, and it was like somebody just ran at it and just kicked it or punched it wow. or punched it. It was that it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but I just spun around and went, "That's it, had mm. enough," you know. And I haven't had issues since. So you know, it was somebody there just did not want me there to start with. Do you have um, many things affect your kids? Like, do you bring things home? And my kids are used to it. Okay. Um, my daughter Emily, she's she's grown up with it, um, you know, because she's only thirteen. Well, Lockie has too, but um, they both see things, they both experience things, yeah, um, different things. And my son's twenty one this year, okay. So he's really sort of has been at that stage for probably the last six years. Years, it's like, oh, mum, whatever you're doing, it's shit. You know, it's not real. Oh, okay, mate. You know the experiences you've had. Yeah. You just push those under the rug. Yeah. Because you know it's shit. <laughs> um. So that's his. So that, that house that I was in at Gladstone, that that was my thought because I was nineteen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Meanwhile, you're running back to your bedroom. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a really typical male. Yeah, <laughs> for sure it is. You can usually tell the guys that are scared shitless because they're like, yeah, that's crap, yeah. and they walk off. Um, so that was lucky, but he's had some really, really unbelievable experiences. Like you were saying with your kids, some of the stuff is just like, serious? Really? Mm. And you just don't know. You don't know how to, you know, get more information out of them for that. Yeah. So you just got to be really cautious. Emily, on the other hand, she is a mini-me. Um, through and through. She she feels energy. She's the one that she will finish my conversations. She's thinking the same as me. We're actually, it was really interesting, we actually had a dream about the same thing last night. Um, she loves the paranormal. She loves it. Okay. Think because it's just a natural part of yeah. her life. So she knows um, not to fear it as well. And I think that's where a lot of people come unstuck. They fear it. Yeah. The moment you start putting fear into anything, it amplifies because that's what's in your head. Yeah. Um, but as per anything, if you fear it, then it wins, so to speak. She's at the point now she'll either say hello or, you know, leave me alone. I'm a teenager. I don't want anyone in my room. Get out of my room. Yeah. Um, but... No, I think because I haven't, I haven't shunned it from them, but I haven't shoved them into it either. Yeah, um, they're just used to it. So, have yeah. you been anywhere else other than <laughs> Australia to? Not to, yet. Not yet. No, I will. I want yeah, to. I want to go to the UK. Yeah. What's in the UK? I, the other reason I was asking is if you went to somewhere like the UK because it's, you know, thousands of years old. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And I'm huge with history. Mm-hmm. I'm a massive his- history buff. I, I don't believe we can do what we do with the paranormal field without 
having that interest and knowledge with history because if you're going into a location that's, you know, 160 years old and you're just in there going, ooh, what's your name? You know, and they're going, oh, my name's, you know, uh, Stephen or something like that. It could be Stephen anybody. But if you know the history... And they say, oh, Stephen, okay, well, the original owner was Stephen Simpson or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And if you have a knowledge of the history, you can connect. I feel you can connect so much easier. Um, you know, example with our tours, because uh, we do tours at Walston House down at Wacol, um, I do find to get the best physical evidence is to actually start talking to them about that era what they did, who they were, that kind of thing, and you start getting physical evidence coming through. We use a lot of sensory products, uh, sensory uh, things that um, they can physically manipulate, um, all sorts of stuff. So history is, is massively important. So for me to go to the UK, like where it's, like you said, you know, castles and stuff, mm. like that, yeah. oh, my God. It would just be unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, we'll get there one day. Yeah. Oh, that just is dull. <laughs> mm. Staring at me. Yeah. Oh, I swear she just looked at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to look back. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> don't. <laughs> oh. She's, um, as I said, lots of things happen when she's out and about. Um, oh. You, you will have to pick her up. No. As a mother, you will know. I think she but doesn't it's a like me. Kind of feel as well. Most people say it when they pick her up. So we'll see what you say. So we've talked about it like mentally a fair bit with, you know, what do you call it? Customers? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean anyway. Clients. Uh, clients, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. How does it affect you mentally? Like, what? How do you protect yourself on that front? I know you. Oh, I, don't I know. Burn out often. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm fairly hyper. So you don't. So you don't try and do like meditation or. I do. Yeah. Usually when it's too late. Yeah, yeah. Know, like most people. Yeah. You know, I tell people what they should do, but yeah, I yeah, yeah. Myself. Exactly um, like most people. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I do. I do have downtime. Um, you have to, um, being in such a high energy atmosphere all the time, whether it be the investigations or just the tours and just, you know, running the page and, um, you know, I have nearly 5,000 members on my page and I'm one of these people that it's not about numbers for me. I interact with those people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because to me they're my support. So I get, I couldn't tell you how many inbox messages and stuff like that. So you're constantly going, constantly. If you're not, you know, working it physically on tours and investigations mentally, you're just on the go the whole time. Um, so, yeah, usually when I get to that point where I piss everyone off because I'm just roaring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, go chill out a little bit. So, yeah, then I'll have a bit of downtime. Are you a part of the investigation as yep. well? Cam actually was probably one of my... One of the originals. First team members? I think there was two before me, before I joined. Yeah. <clears throat> so he's gone from no. having a fascination in the field to he could pretty well run my tours and investigations now. So, and... 
gone from going, yeah, that's shit, to <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> so what changed your mind? Oh, I originally started as security working for Katie, certain locations uh, they used to do. They needed just a bit of backup and people would try and come in for free. Okay, yeah. Um, so just walking around. Fucking freeloaders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of them. Yeah. Hey, I didn't mind at all. Um, and just, you know, over the past, what, two and a half, three years or however long I've been around, um, you know, you're watching how people do stuff, watching how Katie does it, and you're picking it up, and you try it yourself, and you're like, oh, shit, that just worked. You know, I can, shit, you know, th- these things are cool. Beforehand, I just, you know, stood in the distance, you know, no one saw me, but I did my job. Uh-huh. Um, just, yeah, slowly built the confidence up and crept forward and got to where everyone else is. And, and then I threw him in the deep end and went, yeah, yeah swim. Yeah. And, and it did so well. Yeah. That's good. Threw me in a room one night and said, right, I, um, I'm going to go see her. I'm like, I've got six people standing in front of me mm. and I've got equipment going up. I'm like, oh, I've got to do something here. <laughs> and, yeah, it just went from there. So I love it now. I think it's great. Yeah. It's, so. it's definitely an addiction. Once you get, like, it's it's not like on the Hollywood movies. You don't, not every place you go into, you're going to get possessed by a demon or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's actually, for the majority of the time, it's quite boring. You know, you could go in and do an investigation, sit there for two or three hours and think you've got nothing, and then you go home and you go through your gear and say, holy shit, you know, audio, I love, I love EVPs. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about the EVP. I remember that a couple of years ago... Um, there was a movie that came out and it was all about yeah, EVP. Billy Crystal. Was it Billy Crystal? I can't one remember it, honestly. Like him, yeah. Um, noise. Yes, it was actually called White Noise, yes. Um, anyways, I, I looked up that just the other day and there was like a spike of people dying that were trying to do the EVP and they were apparently, um, they were getting the wrong spirits and getting really bad ideas in their head and well see again it creates that high EMA. yeah anything you do with um white noise creates high emf yeah okay so if you get somebody that's you know mentally not stable to start with uh-huh. and you add that to it and then they start hallucinating and after a movie, you would expect a lot of those sorts of people to be mm-hmm. trying this sort of thing, yeah. I guess. Use the same theory as the toilet paper theory, right? Mm-hmm. So one person goes, oh, my God, there's no toilet paper left. Let's all be sheep mm-hmm. and run out. Yeah. Panic buy. Same deal. You get those same mentality yeah. types that follow these movie things. And yeah, for sure. Give it a go. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that. None of them had those experiences. Yeah. But, you know, the vast majority of people are very much that way inclined that they're sheep. Yeah. And if they start to believe something, then it's going to happen. Mm. It's, just, it's the same as the old, you know, haunted house theory. If you get an old house that needs, it's pretty real, well run down and it's, you know, probably damaged and it's got to be haunted. And everyone yeah. goes, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the kids go, oh my God, it's a haunted house. Before you know it, it's a haunted house. Yeah, well, our middle son, he he sees the old house and it's, it's yeah, the haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a haunt. That's a haunted house. We can house. thank Hollywood for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because media instantly. What are they going to do if they want to scare somebody? Let's put a scary old rundown mm-hmm. house up on the screen. You know, so it, a lot of it is 
that type of scenario. What's the newest place that you've been that's been like serious? Yeah, that we've actually got stuff at. Yeah, um, probably three years old, and that was because it was associated with the land. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So you don't. It doesn't necessarily have to be the house. No, yeah, it can be mm. the land. It can be something that they've bought into the house. Uh, it can be the person themselves. Yeah, right. You know, um, so it doesn't, you know, a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, there's no such thing as a haunted house that's like under 10 years old. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I, I don't really agree with that either. I was like, no, why not? Because no. there's, there's many factors that come into play as to why the possibility of it could be. My dad, classic example, my dad is a skeptic. He's old school. Don't believe in that shit. It's rubbish. Yeah. And now he lives a few streets over. And he was out watering his lawn one afternoon and saw a man in the old, like, dungarees type of, what do they call, um, overalls where they clip up. Oh, yeah. The typical old farmer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Saw that man walk up the road towards his house, cross over, and Dad looked back and he was completely gone. Dad said to me, he said, there's no way that man could have gone in a period of time. And I went, oh, that's really yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it can just be the land. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that was a spirit. That could have been a residual thing. So the residual energy is where um, a moment gets captured in time. And it's like a little bit like a scratch on a record. If it gets captured in time, it repeats itself. And that comes down to science. That comes down to, I think it's, I'm so not scientific, but I think it's quantum physics. Um, so it will just repeat and people get to experience that. It's not an intelligent, so it's not going to communicate with right. you. You've got no idea you're there because it's almost just like a little, I guess, a, a glitch or a video recording that people see or hear or feel. Or, hmm. Okay. Ouija boards. Let's go there. Okay. What do you want to know? Do they work? Do they do what Hollywood says they do? They can as much as we our equipment do. Okay. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, again, it's based on that intention thing. Yeah. A lot of people go into using a Ouija board with fear. So instantly, anything that happens, oh, my God, it's a demon. Because let's think. Yeah, it's going to be a demon. <laughs> it's always a demon. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about demons. Mm-hmm. Are demons a thing? I, I believe so. Um, to me, you can't believe in one and not the other. So you can't believe in Jesus. Heaven and not hell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and in my personal experience, I have seen and experienced. I have performed a couple of exorcisms with um, a, a – they don't really call themselves an exorcist these days, but um, for want of a better word, that's what she is. Um, they are very much, very much a reality. Are they common? No. No, they're not. Um, again, it comes down to the Hollywood thing where people think that they are. It is a very, very fine line between um, psychiatric issues. Mm, that was my next question. Yeah. I've listened to recently a lot of exes that were performed 
like in the 60s mm-hmm. and even earlier and before they realized before they knew what mental illness was yeah and it just makes me think that they've just tortured a bunch of mostly girls is that common like is that a thing yeah, you've girls, seen? Girls, absolutely. Why is that? Hysteria. You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got your period. You're crazy. <laughs> girls go through so much more. Honestly, it is. Honestly, if you look at the, the charts of asylums, okay, so why would somebody have been admitted into a mental asylum back in the day? Could be anything. Mostly women. They were in, um, admitted for... PMS. Mm. They were admitted for if they lost a baby or if their partner died in the war. Um, you know, for having emotion, basically. Having sounds like hormonal issues. Yeah. You know, um, the husbands used to just go, "You're broken," mm-hmm. and get somebody else. <laughs> um, menopause. Yeah. Menopause. That would have been a yeah. Big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. It, it was very much the day of, see, back in those days too, everything was based on religion. Yeah. The churches really governed, you know, the majority of people's thinking. So if a priest says this is a possessed child, then, yeah, sure. Um, you know, ADHD. Oh, yeah. Mm. Stuff like All that. of those sorts of mental yeah. illnesses. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Schizophrenia. You know, it didn't matter how how mild it was Mm. to. But in saying that, there are some absolute 100% possession cases out there. I guarantee. Um, And they're the ones that are very, very different from the rest of um, your mainstream type of... um, Positions. Okay. So they're not like speaking in tongues and. Oh, they do. Okay. They do. They're usually the ones that are very much different from the rest of it. If I start speaking a different language, <laughs> she start call a priest. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, you know, look, there are a lot of telltale signs with um, personality disorders and stuff like that mm. where people will actually start talking in different languages, but it's a language. It's not like you know, completely different dialect, you know, going back to the ancient um, forms of, um, you know, vocabulary and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things very, very different there to what it was. Um, for you personally, what's your take on the religious part of it? Like the whole... Are you why religious? Were, why were the Catholics the ones that were doing the exorcisms? Why? It's not just the Catholics. No, back in the day, I mean. The one I was listening to. Bigger church. Yeah, yeah. it's probably more. People. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes sense, yeah. The case I was listening to, they, they took this girl to doctors. Like, I can't remember where the – I think it was Germany. Oh, they lived the in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they took doctor after doctor and they're like, oh, she's got this, she's got this. And then they were quite heavily religious, so they took them to the priest. Hey, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, yeah, she needs an exorcism. Yeah. Why? Why does it blows my mind why that one person said yes it's this after multiple doctors said no it's this because as it comes back to that whole thing as i said before back in those days people put more faith in religion yeah it's a belief church than they did anybody else Mm. yeah um it was probably i have to be careful how i put this it was probably (laughs) (laughs) um it was probably very much more just that simple fact 
that they believed more in the priest. More well-regarded. That's that's terrifying. It is terrifying. It is very much, and you can then see where occultism comes from. Yeah. yeah. I am a religious person. I do believe in, in um, you know, Jesus and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Do I practice it? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, I have a respect for religion as much as I have a respect for Satanism, as much as I have a respect for the occult, um, as per anything. Um, you have to have a respect, otherwise you're a hypocrite. Really. Yeah. I mean, in this field. Oh. Not just general people, oh. in this field. Yeah. Because you are working with so many different aspects of every one of those. Yeah. So, yeah, right. We... Um, I'm actually um, a good friend of mine. He's uh, doing filming. And we're about to start doing some films um, based on exactly that sort of stuff. So we're going to sort of rattle the paranormal field a little bit, um, bringing up a lot of the topics and actually physically experimenting with that. Yeah, nice. Um, And then down the track, yeah, we're looking at doing the whole religious side of things. Yeah. Because people just don't, I guess they don't, don't know where to start to delve into finding that information. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lots of controversy with what we do. Yeah. Definitely. I could imagine. We, really, I could. You want to tick somebody off, you just start a certain topic. I guess, like, I, I mainly asked about the whole religious thing because, again, going back to what you see in the movies, it's always, Jesus compels you. It's like, <laughs> I was just wondering if that's, like, an actual... Oh, yes, actual thing or is that again just the attention uh, intention sorry that you've called you think you've I don't know how to say it without like, sounding like a you think tweet. you've called Jesus or God if into the room to yes. help you yeah. battle this so you feel thing. stronger and more yeah. intention is like piss off if I could put it into <laughs> a clearer perspective for you there are a couple of sorry um I call them deliverances more than exorcisms, um, that I have done where the moment you mention Jesus, the archangels, any form of religious um, uh, word or phrase, and shit happens. Really? Absolutely. Wow. You're looking at somebody that's had a deliverance done. Okay. Um, But, again, exactly the same as this doll that we had. It honestly, it was like being in the movies with what happened with it, and you shit in your pants the whole time. But every time you confront it with anything religious, stuff happens. So I don't mean little stuff. Yeah, I mean stuff that you're like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. So I do very much believe that there is that part in what we do. And I guess that is that how you determine if it's demonic? Yes. Yeah. There are many different ways that um, you can go, okay, um, this is interesting. We need to look into this a little bit further. Um, and it's quite interesting to see the similarities across the board when you do actually get somebody that is quite um, – uh, possessed, I would say, or even oppressed sometimes, um, they all say the same things. Okay. And they don't even know each other. Mm. So there's a lot of pattern forming. Um, whether I'm doing an investigation for something simple as a, you know, my granny's here, or somebody says, I do think that I have a demonic attachment or something in the house that's evil, Yeah. Um, I do investigate with the whole process of finding patterns 
So I'll sit down and I'll talk to them for two hours if I have to and I'll write everything down and I'll ask questions, the same questions in multiple different ways um, and just seeing the patterns that are starting to form. Okay. And that really helps me understand a little bit more what's going on, Yeah. whether it be psychological, whether it be um, attention, whether it be bullshit, um, whether it be something that is quite disturbing. Okay. Um, yeah, whereas a lot of investigators don't do that. They'll just go, yeah, we'll come into your house and check it out. Mm. Oh, we'll come in and we'll smudge it. I could only imagine how <laughs> how many people are taking advantage of oh. these poor people. Because <laughs> it sounds like it'd be easy to do once they've got that idea in their head. It is. So, it like, is. the, the travelling circus that comes into town, you know, once a year or whatever it is, and what do you? What's your take on them? Oh, I know the most. <laughs> what, what are you yeah, talking about? No, I don't know. I don't have any take on them whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think um, you would. No, I, I actually used to work in that field. Oh, really? Uh, for myself. Yeah. Okay. But I don't take money. Mm-hmm. I don't take money for my investigations. Oh, I just got what you meant. Whoops. I'm like, circus, what? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I don't. I never did. I was an international reader, psychic medium for about 13 years, uh, and I never once took a cent. I don't believe in um, that's my, just putting it out to everybody in the world that's listening to this, that is my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't begrudge people if they want to make a living out of it. That's their option. Uh, I as long as they can do it. As they, uh, uh, yeah, 100%. Because, like, uh, the reason that I asked about that one in particular is I've been to it. I've seen yeah. what they do. And I can get on my computer and Google how they do it and do exactly what they do right here, right now. Absolutely. Straight off Google. Absolutely. My whole belief system Here's is... Here's a matching video. Oh, Uh-oh. fucking Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you want to watch a movie, baby. Um, oh, it's because of saying, hey, Google. Yeah, yeah, you activated it. Yeah. Oh, thank um, God. <laughs> oh, now I'm stuck. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, look, I don't have a grudge if they want to do that. Um, there are so many goddamn fakes out in that. Yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. Uh, my personal belief behind it is you can't read for everybody. You can't bring through everybody's past loved ones. You can't do that. In my personal experience with being psychic medium is that um, if that spirit wants to let me know they're there, hey, Papa, if that spirit wants to let me know they're there, then okay, let me know you're there. Yeah. I, I hate, I always say, you know, if you do have a gift where you can do that, only ever offer up that wow factor. Now, that wow Sorry, factor. Sorry, just. Me, no, it's all right. I love puppies. Okay. Um, even funky breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she breathes good now. Yeah, she's better. Got a nose, better. She just got a, had a nose job and everything, so. Sweet. I see young bodies are botched. Oh, yeah. Botched bodies. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, and as I said, to me, the wow factor is for me to give you some sort of information like your little one with the blanket yeah, you know, and the name Nettie and all that sort of stuff. That, to me, you can't mistake that. Yeah. But anyone can sit here and go, oh, you yeah, have financial issues. Yeah, everyone is. <laughs> I call that general bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the ones that I was talking about. You know, yeah. you, they you start off with a such a generalized field that 
And then everyone works away. into it. And then, yeah. And, and you're only there for like half an hour to an hour. Yeah. And like you said, <coughs> it might take a bit longer than that. But, they but they've got, yeah, yeah, but they've got the information sort yeah. of just locked in. And they loaded. do one after the other, after the other, after yeah. the other, like that. Do I think the majority are frauds? What about that woman, okay. the Long Island? Long Island um, medium. medium. What's her name? Do you think hair. are people like that a crocodile? I don't know. I, I said you can't say. I can't say. Um, yes. I don't know what goes into the, the only way that I can put it is that a lot of these TV shows, and it's the same as all the paranormal ones like Ghost Adventures and all that. It's entertainment. Mm. They don't have the numbers watching each oh, week. Daisy, did you have? Home. Sorry, that's the dog. Did she fly? Yes, yeah. it's. T- <laughs> My dog does that. And she don't care. So, yeah, again, the whole TV show is in media and stuff like that. It's entertainment. Yeah. Why don't these obviously fake people get called out by the rest of everyone? They do? All the time. Yeah, okay. But, you know, it's... I guess it's so easy to just get a telly number what do they call a toll number sort of thing and put an ad in the paper I guess isn't it the unfortunate part about people is that we're all looking for something yeah Yeah. and the bigger bigger part of um, the human race they're missing something in their life and they're always wanting that confirmation of something so they are more likely to believe Um, and that's not a bad thing on our behalf Mm. like for people in general, but um, there's so many people that just know how to work it yeah. to their advantage, and it's sad. And that's that's actually why I got out of the whole psychic mm. field because I, I got so disheartened seeing, you know, these people that were so addicted to getting readings. It's just, oh my god, I feel better, and oh my god, and they would accept and believe anything and pay people one after the other, and I just I hated it. I hated mm. being associated with that. Did you ever have bad news? Did you ever deliver it? The unfortunate part about how I can actually read people's energy is the very first thing I pick up on is their health. Mm-hmm. Always have, always been able to do that. The only time that I have actually passed on that information is to my family. Yeah. It's not my place. If I really get concerned about somebody, then I'll just go, oh, I'll just go get... Go do yourself a favour. Yeah. Do something. Um, but with my family, I will tell them straight up. Yeah. And fortunately, I have saved my mum's life a couple of times. Um, and yeah, so that's just the way I connect with people. I actually start to feel, I feel stuff. Um, mm. Yeah. If someone has passed away, I can tell. Sometimes how they've passed away. Yeah. It took me a long, long time to figure it out, though. Like, because you know, there's I went through stages where I thought, oh, shit, I'm having a heart attack. Oh my god, what's going on? But, so you actually felt that? I get the physical sensations. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that again, that's not with everybody. It's just whoever I oh, whoever connects with me. Uh-huh. Some people more than others. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of stuff that you can tell about people and there's lots of things you keep to yourself because you go wow don't need to know that <laughs> um but yeah good example a couple of years ago when we met katie i love salt on i'll put salt on anything and everything and katie said to me you better knock off on the salt i go why she goes in your early 40s if you don't knock off you'll regret it 
Yeah. You know, I still put salt on food, but, you know, I don't eat anywhere near the amount of salt I Some used to. That's high blood pressure. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's just stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah, so. But, yeah, um, it's an interesting part of it. But I, that's not my main focus, though. Yeah. No, yeah. My main focus is what we do. Yeah. yeah trying to get evidence I guess physical evidence it's easy enough for me to say oh you know well, I can feel somebody here or sense somebody there but I want other people to be able to experience that on a physical level and go and we have so many times I couldn't tell you how many times we've done our I call them tours they're not tours but that's just what people know them as we yeah. actually we, we set up an investigation and have people become hands on with it so they're in there with all our gear and us and they're just really sort of involved and you sound like Mick Snoring. <laughs> um, and it's amazing how many times people's loved ones come through. Yeah, okay. And they will hear them. Um, perfect example, we did an overnight stay out at Stanham House at Tenerfield. Beautiful, beautiful place. And we're sitting, <laughs> sitting in one of the rooms and on our SB7, which is the spirit box. Um, very, very clearly, Marie got called out. And I said, well, there's a Marie in the other room. So I went and got her. I said, just, I don't know if it's for you, but somebody said. And she came in and she said, you know, did somebody ask for me? And probably within a minute, um, this male's voice came through and said her name very clearly, as much as we're speaking now, again. And she's just dropped on the spot. And her daughter did, and her daughter said, that's my grandpa. Wow. They recognised his voice. Now, um, I just said, okay, can you tell us what your name is? I didn't know who he was or anything else. And it came out very clearly, Pat. Patrick, that was his name. And that's it so was cool. just unbelievable. It was like they were having this conversation go through. And at the same time, the doorway, which had been open all day, all night, was chopped open. Um, I said, Pat, if you, if you are here, can you let us physically experience your presence? Next thing, the whole door just shut. Wow. Even the, the door chock under it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, but, yeah, many times people's loved ones come through and they physically get to hear that. Yeah, that's cool. So, you know, we can't fake that. No. We can't preempt. Talking about faking things, last ghost tour that I went on, it was one of those ones where someone's hiding around the fucking corner. Oh, yeah, I don't Oh, my that. fucking God, I hate that fucking shit. Yeah. Just pissed me off more than anything. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't mind. I yeah. Personally. I don't mind going on a tour. It was in a jail. I can't remember which jail it was. I was 17 at the time. Yeah. It was with school. And, like, I don't mind going through one of these old convict-style jails and, you know, someone telling me the history and everything and all that sort of stuff and even calling it a ghost tour. I don't even, don't even mind that, but, mm. like, people hiding up the fucking shit. No, so, so often we'll do, a, like, a Halloween special, you know. Yeah, like, if you... A horror house. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. We, we tell people, people know what we're doing. Yeah. But other than that, that crap just annoys the hell out of me too. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I can't stand these people, these investigators that, you know... If, 
something bumped over there. They go, oh, oh my God, did you hear that? Really? You're in a 160-year-old house. Chances are it's having a bit of a spack attack. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's mice and rats and yeah. all sorts of shit. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, we we don't believe in that sort of right either. We, the whole purpose behind what I, why I did what I did and why I started it, um, it was actually really accidental how it all happened. Um, I used to work for Toowoomba Ghost Chasers and mm. I work with them, her. Um, and it just, you know, I just wanted to step out on my own and do my own thing because it became very much about numbers and all that sort of thing on the page. And I thought, um, don't, that's not me. Mm. I don't want to do that. So I just went out and I just started doing my own thing, you know, just started investigating stuff and my page built more and more and more and then I started getting contacted by national trusts and different locations. Um, would you like to do what you do in our location on a regular basis, yeah. stuff like that? And I'm like, you know, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then it, it did. It just sort of led to so many people going, oh, my God, that would be so cool to do. Well, come along. Um, so yeah, that's why I started that, and I just wanted people to experience it for themselves. How often do you do these tours? Well, at the moment, not as regular. It was mm-hmm. every weekend for the last nearly four years. Yeah. Um, so hence the burnout. Yeah, because I had a hell of a time getting here. <laughs> oh, you got. It's been quiet compared to normal. Oh really? Times. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, it's really full on, as well as you know. Um, working over that time and family and, yeah. and all that too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's constant. Oh, yeah. I, I understand all, all of that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, at the moment, it's it's way quieter than, because of the COVID stuff. Yeah. Way, way quieter than what it has been. Yeah. Um, but it sort of it sort of got to a point where I was actually pretty pleased with the break for the COVID because um, yeah you wouldn't have been able to operate at all would you no not at all because it's tourism yeah so oh Daisy she's down <laughs> so yeah it kind of came as a bit of a blessing for me because it sort of set me back into my original idea of what Daisy. I started what I did yeah. Because when you work for these big places and, and that, it does very much become about money. Yeah. Um, people think, you know, I get lots of criticism and I get a lot of shit flung at me from the rest of the paranormal field in Queensland um, because I'm successful with what I do um, and people hate that. Um, I think I don't think that's like a paranormal type thing. That's just fucking everyone in general. Yeah. See, I started doing this stuff up here in Queensland. Uh-huh. Queensland never had these types of tours and investigations that I do. I started that probably about four and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, on a mainstream scale. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of other teams out there at the moment that actually started with me that um, now think that I'm very careful how I put this um, now ridicule and criticise me for being um, you know I'm a fame whore and I'm this and I'm that and I'm everything else I don't need that shit you know I don't I'm not about numbers I'm not about money or anything um, I'm about educating people in the paranormal history and getting them involved the rest of it I couldn't care less about um 
so their egos have very much become fuck those guys uh, yeah. <laughs> look it, it's that um, with the whole international paranormal scene you know I've got a lot of people overseas big paranormal teams that have been gone for 30 40 years that we're good friends yeah everybody knows about the shit that goes on in Queensland with the paranormal and it's crazy it's like really you know it's crazy pull your heads in and do it for the right reasons yeah but they don't um but at the end of the day I just keep being me yeah tell me we're, we're somewhere in town where would be the best place in town do you do a, a, a tour type thing in town at the moment, or is it just down at Ipswich no I, at the moment I do uh, the Drayton Cemetery tours yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> I used to I used to do the Bulls Head Inn Royal Bulls Head Inn tour yeah see I've never been the tour has how long ago did you do um, a ghost tour no no oh, we just say. went in and because it would have been nuts no we just yeah asked if we can go in. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've never been in there. Like, yeah. I want to. <laughs> I've got photos. I've got some. I've got a pretty cool photo from there. What about the Ascot House? Ascot House is beautiful. Um, Miss Jackman, I know her quite well. I've never actually been in that one before. No, she um, she used to have the house open for mm. tours, just walkthrough tours and stuff. Yeah. She got sick of that and she just decided because this is my house and she couldn't live in a lot of it. Um, so she closed it off to the public. But um, with the tour that I do at the Drayton Cemetery, it's it's about the Ghostly Tales tour. Have you yeah. ever read the Don, Don Talbot books, Ghostly Tales of Toowoomba? No, I've heard of, the, I've heard of them. I've... Yeah, yeah. Don's, Don's an amazing man. Um, so he, he did that book oh, many, many years ago. So what I've done is worked in with him and I tell certain parts of those ghostly tales through the cemetery walk so we actually access the graves of those people. Oh, cool. Um, you know, do the haunts and stuff yeah. like that. So I incorporate um, this ghost story about the Ascot house yeah. with the two girls, with Maggie, um, and Sarah and William Horton from Bull's Head Inn and just all different stuff. Yeah, cool. Very cool. So people cool. are learning history and they don't know. Because mm. no, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that way. <laughs> That's a part of it, but um, it's fun. Cool fun. Yeah. So there's not too many places in Toowoomba. No, not really. Not really. No, yeah. I can access, uh, there's something, I I think it's about 26 different cemeteries in the Toowoomba Council area, and I've got access to all those, but it's just fine. There's 26 cemeteries Yeah, it's like, what, what? Yeah, the Toowoomba Regional Council area. They're like five. (laughs) (laughs) We do one better than most. Most go, oh, I think there's one or two. Yeah. But, yeah, there's there's about 26 of them. Wow. But again, it's finding the time to research stuff. Yeah. It's a killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolute killer. But, you know, I get asked all the time why would there be ghosts at cemeteries? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? You know, that's their, where the headstone is and their body, you know, their personal belongings. You want the hell out of people when I die. <laughs> I want to have like a big memorial thing. And I have like Ghostbusters theme and <laughs> <laughs> dark stuff. No, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's no rules. How do we know what the rules are? Yeah, you know, we're not ghosts. We can't go. Yeah, well, you can't haunt that cemetery. You can only haunt that brush or whatever. Yeah. 
We get lots of experiences out there. Heaps. That's cool. It is cool. Most people shit their pants walking through a cemetery in the day, let alone Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been through the the Drayton Cemetery a few times, looking at all the old graves, and like, you just don't don't realise that people were living here back then. You don't realise who's there. Mm. Yeah, there's all sorts of cool people Is stories there. Oh, oh yeah. there would be. I know. There's yeah. one. There's even a guy there that um, you know he worked under General Custer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is cool. Queen of Yulo. She was a bit of an eccentric old chick. Just, yeah. I'm going to have to do one of these tours with you for sure. It's it's cool. It is. People don't realise who's there. And, like, I, you know, I've been going to that cemetery for the last 20-odd years because I'm only 22. Um, You know, it lasts probably 27, 28 years. And then I see stuff today and I go, oh, God, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I live there, which is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, Toya has been to Europe and shit. Was mm. it France? Yeah, in Paris. My sister and I went to the cemetery Go there. To the no, we didn't. See, that's uh, it's really I target everywhere by animals. <laughs> yeah, we really wanted to, but we went like peak summer season, and the, apparently the lines are really, really long. And because we were doing a tour. We only had two days, so we had to really pick and choose what we wanted to wait in line for. It'd be popular for sure. Yeah, but the cemetery was beautiful. Like it's just stunning. I love cemeteries, and not in a morbid sense. No, well, my sister and I literally went to nearly every cemetery in every place we went to. We've just because we often just go to Drayton and just look. Mm. We don't really. We've got a couple people there, but. Mm. We don't really pay our respects at their grave. Like, go and have a look at all the interesting stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't know. We're both just very fascinated. Just yeah. very fascinated. The sad thing is with Australia, um, all those headstones and monuments. That's the last of them. Mm. It's all actually. We're really pushing more for cremation, so it's lawn plaques and cremation. So, you know, it really pisses me off big time when you see people go through cemeteries and they smash them up. Oh, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't know how you I, could. Yeah, I don't know how you could do that either. People don't care. Vandalize that shit, sort of shit. Yeah, that's all it is. People don't care. No, sure. I, I went in there one Sunday. Um, I was walking my dog. As you do in the cemetery. And um, there was this group. There was three people. Oh, it annoys me every time I talk about this. Standing in one of the old graves. So one of the family mm. plots. So beautiful, big, you know, wrought iron fencing in the headstones. And she was dressed like some slutty, half-naked, vampirous, ugly-looking thing pig she was. And she's standing in there taking these half-nude photos. The photographer's taking photos. And they the smoke the The black cloak. And I'm just, like, standing there, like, literally from here to the doorway. I just went, are you right? And she goes, are you? I went, no. I said, that's disgusting what you're doing. It's so disrespectful. (sighs) And they were like, she's just mouthing to me. And I just went, you know, you are desecrating somebody's grave. That is just disgusting what you're doing. Um, And she goes, and who are you? I went, well, I actually work here. 
oh, I don't care that you work here. The other two shit themselves and start packing up. And they're, like, getting their crap together and walking off to the car. And she's just mouth, mouth, mouth all the way up to the car. And I said, really? You know, stood there, took a photo, on the plate, everything else. And... Um, they came back and absolutely pounded my page with hundreds of different fake accounts and stuff and how horrid I was for doing what I did. And I just went, really? I can't. This woman would have been in her late, oh, I don't know, probably 40s. Oh. Older. So fucking knows better. Yeah. Oh. But it was just, the, you know, they do the photography stuff and I just went... It's so wrong. It's just... Yeah, I don't think it matters what you believe. You just don't do that sort of fucking thing. You stand and hang over a bloody, you know, a 120-odd-year-old headstone naked looking like a vampire with (laughs) shit dribbling out your face Um, and Mm. take photos and think that that's okay. Not in my books and I don't shut my mouth, so... Oh, God. (laughs) That's the sort of rubbish you're facing. That's gross. It is. Um, Okay. So, is this on your list? What? Is there anything else supernatural? You said vampires. No, no. Is there anything else out there like that? I have no idea. Okay. I, the only thing I have ever experienced, I was 16. Um, my boyfriend at the time lived down Flagstone Creek Road. We were driving up that little rangy part one night. And are you talking about Bigfoot? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. How did you know she was going to say that? Did you read that on the page? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I clearly didn't do my research. Yeah. But, um, but Toya, Toya loves all things Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, I both of us saw what we saw. So what happened is, like, we were, he had, like, a little, actually, I don't know what it was, a little piece of crap thing. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I, yeah, oh. So we came up around one of the bands and I can still... When, when, when was this? What? I was about 16, so I was about four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, <laughs> and we were coming up and it wasn't foggy, it wasn't raining, it wasn't anything. It was just a very cold, still night. And we came around this bend and as we came around, the lights shone onto something that was standing. Now, I don't know if you know Flagstone Creek yeah. Road. Yeah. So you've got that big drop off. Yeah. Right. Um, in certain areas. So this thing stood so tall and so broad across the shoulders and you could just see, you could see the detail because the, the lights shone straight at it and it sort of turned and looked and then turned back, took one, two steps and then it almost somersaulted. And both Paul and I, we were, we just sort of got to the top and he pulled over and he goes, what the hell was that? I said, did you see that? Because I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, 16 year old, I'm going, holy shit, what was that? And he goes, tell me what you saw. I said, no, you tell me what you saw. And he explained exactly what I saw. And we just went, there Good. can't have been a human. If a human did that, they'd be dead off that side of the mm. thing. And it but never ever saw it again but I can pinpoint that that spot every single time it, I haven't been up that range for God knows how many years and I just went is that what it was 
Now, about five years ago, five or six years ago, um, a lady had an article in the Chronicle about a Bigfoot, <coughs> a Bigfoot that she had seen, Blackstone Creek. Oh. So ever since then, there's been a few other people coming out with stories. Um, but that's my story. I've never seen anything before or after. Yeah. But you just didn't. You, you couldn't say it was a human. It was a human. He was bloody massive and hairy and, you know, didn't wear clothing. But for what it did, it was just like one very um, ape-like, I guess, in the movements with the big arms and stuff like that. But just one, two, and then somersault disappeared. Wow. That was it. That was it. And for both of us to have seen that, it was perfectly as the lights shone as we came around. And it kind of went in slow motion. I don't know if you've ever experienced Oh, yeah. 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 Like if you're in an accident or something, yeah. different things, yeah. it goes and that's exactly how it repeats in my mind. So, yeah. Do you ever do a camp out? See, if we see it again? Not there, no. No. I'll probably, well, there's nowhere to camp there unless I'm yeah. on the road. Mm, Middle of the road. Down Redwood. I've got some stories about Redwood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes, please. Um, Redwood Park. Yes, please. Oh, okay. Back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, um, there were a lot of depression camps. Yeah, okay. Around that area. So yeah, I know. Men's camps. Yeah. Um. Anyway, since they've been doing a lot of the clearing down there, um, probably not supposed to. Oh, this sorry, Oh, thanks, mate. Um, they've done a lot of the clearing down there, and they actually came across a grave and a camp. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, they've, um, obviously, there was a group of them, and or at least two of them, because somebody had to bury him. Um, so, yeah, the grave is of one of them. And then left around the camp was all the rest of, like, you know, in the plates, the cups, Mm. all sorts of stuff like that but they've also found one on the other side as well yeah right yeah so it's pretty interesting cool stuff I want to go down and check that out yeah, yeah. Um, they want to uh, Chris from the cemetery wants to sorry Chris if I'm talking out I don't think he'll be listening um, he wants to exhume the body and bring it up to Drayton Cemetery uh-huh. I mean, I'm going to be there for that <laughs> Yeah, so there's some pretty cool stuff goes on through Redwood Park. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I haven't been... not even know. No, I haven't been through there in years since we lived down Whiskott. Mm. Did you ever go through the old shack? Mm. Down there? It's about halfway down. It used to be halfway down. It's gone now. No. The big sign is, I think I, it's Freedom Fuel sign. I, do, I think I do know what you're talking about, but no, I never went through it, no. That was pretty cool. It's almost like they just walked out. Yeah, really. It's gone now because yeah. they've done all that clearing and stuff. Um, <coughs> but it was really quite well hidden. And, yeah, so I love all that sort of, I'm very, what do I call that? Is it Urbex? Urban Explorer. Um, I love that sort of stuff. Abandoned houses and properties, I'm like there. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. But um, lots of, well, if you noticed with that post, there's a lot of people who experience stuff. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Or Yowies. And UFOs. Yeah. Mm. I was little, that was pretty interesting because, like, you put something up. What was that? The Pilligans post. Which one? One of the 
posts I put up and everyone went, no, but UFOs. I'm like, oh, really? Okay, let's go down that path. Pilligers, Min Min Lots. Yeah. Min Min Lots are cool. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah I've seen one too, being a truck driver. Oh, yeah. I've come across a couple. Yeah. Central New South Wales and Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, we had Pilligers there. Wow. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you were one of the comments on it, weren't you? Um, also at the at the Pilliger, Pilliger well, Princess. Yeah, the Pilliger yeah. Princess, yeah. So I worked down uh down the Pilliger um oil and gas mm-hmm. on the rigs and yeah they told us all about the Pilliger Princess and the amount of people that know or claim to have seen her is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's been a I've put a bit of a leader post up every so often about the Pilligans and the people that experience stuff. Have you ever heard there's a radio interview or a radio phone call or a phone call on the radio or something with a guy um, that experienced the Bigfoot down there? And I don't think so. He's, he's describing it from his experience and how he was now living in a bit of an asylum type thing. No, it's interesting. I don't know if it's true. I've tried to research whether it's a true yeah. thing or not. Um, but, yeah, if you look it up, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, but it's interesting to hear anyway because at the end of it he gets quite distraught. And that's that whole controversy of is this real or is this mm. fake. Um, but it's pretty interesting. So definitely oh, worth a look. Yeah, I have to look that one up. <laughs> Look, I don't know that either, really. It's um, it's meant to be part of the Aboriginal. Yeah, so... See, I'm part Aboriginal, so I have a big connection to learning a lot about that sort of stuff. Um, and the Min Min Lights were pretty well um, said to be... Um, well, it depends depends which story that you actually listen to and believe, but a lot of it is that the Min Min lights were designed to um, put people off the track of camps and, you know, where the tribes lived and all that sort of stuff. So any white man or, um, you know, that was trying to harm them would be led astray. Um, into the bush and never to be seen again. Um, but then there's other stories of where uh, the men men lights were there to guide the Aboriginals. Yeah, so I went up, uh, went into the um, the cultural centre, I guess it was, in the, up in uh, Mount Isa, and the Aboriginal elder there said that they were there to guide. Um, usually when they, when the younger men went on their walkabout, um, yeah, they were there to, to guide mostly. Generally, you will find Min Min lights around Bora rings. Yeah. Because the Bora rings were designed specifically for their, you know, um, celebrations and, and like you, we young men, young boys became men and they did all that sort of ritual stuff and your corroborates and that sort of thing. So the men men lights were very much um, experienced around those um Areas. Yeah. So again, as I said, it just depends on who you ask and all the yeah. rest of it. Yeah. Because they all got their own, all different beliefs. Yeah, for sure. Different tribes and stuff. So, or mobs, common plans, mobs, tribes, all sorts of things. So yeah. But yeah, yeah cool. 
What? There's, there's a lot. Yeah. You get mixed up with a lot of stuff. Hell of a lot of stuff. And the Aboriginal side of it does come into it a lot. You can't, in these regions, you can't not investigate when you're investigating areas. Um, you know, Walston House, for example, we've had so many people experience Aboriginals on the outside. You know, your warriors, um, your Indigenous warriors standing there. Yeah, right. And just watching and um, we've had people on different occasions experience here in Bullroarah. So that's a... Yeah. yeah. Um, which, you know, was either used as a communication tool or a weapon, um, and they've gone, who had the ball or No, nobody here. But that area was very much Aboriginal land because it was it's right on the river. It's right cool. On the, river the massacres. Um, and, again, this is where history comes into it. One of the, the second owner of um, Walston House, farmhouse, uh, he led the massacres for South East Queensland for all the Aboriginal. Motherfucker. Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy in that too, like because the original owner that, that built the house um, and bought that land, uh, he was very, very well respected within the Aboriginal community to the point where two of their men, two of the Aboriginal men, came and worked for him as um, troopers. And um, we have actually had them come through on our spirit boxes. <coughs> and so, therefore, when the second guy took over and it became a whole different story, it was just all hell broke loose on that land. And a lot of a lot of our Indigenous people that come there don't know the stories, but holy hell, they feel it. There's yeah, really. parts they just go... I can't go in there. Wow. So, yeah, it's interesting for us to see that. Yeah. To make those connections, so. Mm. Yeah, right. It is fucking cool stuff. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Very much is. Holy shit. I could talk for hours. (laughs) I'm really good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so good. What else you got? No, that's, that's all I've got. We, um... I can leave the doll here for you tonight. No, thank you. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to pass. I'll see if anyone's getting any questions in here. Thanks for coming in, though. That's all right. I really appreciate it. Oh, eventually. Eventually you get me. No, that's okay. I used to have... I, did, I didn't want to be bugging you oh, so you much. Have to. You have to, because I... Yeah, I'm shocking. If I don't... Because I'll see messages come through, and I'll go, okay, I'll get back to that. Two days later. Oh. I'll have to get back to that. Um, but I do have, there's another Katie that works the page with me, Katie May. Yeah, no, I've talked to her as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's usually the one. And she goes, hey, you've got to answer such and such. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, but, you know, she's got a family too, so we try not to push her too hard. Yeah. Um, so, where can we get in contact with you? Uh, Facebook. Yep. Uh, Katie Harvey Paranormal Experience. That's pretty well it. I don't do the whole website thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't have time. Um, all the details are on there. You have a message there or send an email. That's about it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you enjoyed yourself. And um, I'll see you next round. Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs>